Hi, uh, my name is Amber. I'm a Reiki master and shamanic practitioner, and welcome to this series of podcasts. If you stumbled across this one, there'll be plenty more to choose from as well on iTunes. Um, if you simply just type in my name, which is Amber Arga. So this podcast today is on the nature of healing um, and how healing works. And in my view, and this is also something that I've learned from my teachers over the years, um, both in, in, uh, in teaching work and ceremonial work and circle work, but also just in my own, my own journey. I've been noticing a lot quite recently around the nature of healing in terms of our expectations um, and our connection to the work. And uh, this is a bit of a nonsense-busting podcast. Uh, for those of you that, that may follow the, the Facebook page, you know that I like a bit of nonsense-busting from every now and then. And this is some nonsense-busting bus in a podcast um, because I'm seeing this kind of epidemic at the moment of of a strange expectation that healing is something that is owed us, that uh, uh, that all we need to do is kind of click our fingers, uh, seek out a healer or a workshop, or whatever it may be, and demand the healing. Uh, and we need to put in very little to make that happen. You know, as long as we've turned up, um, just, and we're on time, just, we've brought some of the stuff we were asked to bring, maybe, uh, we've prepared some of the work that we were asked to prepare, perhaps, that we are due a healing. And for any that share that view, I just have a massive wake-up call for you. The answer is no. The answer is healing works as a co-creation. It works as a co-creation with the spirit world. Now, I work shamanically, predominantly, and I also do angelic Reiki healing and a body of work called the Core Wound Healing Sessions, which combines angelic Reiki healing with shamanic ritual. But how I've always found it is that when we go see a healer, we are asking them to be the channel for something greater than us. So a, a form of energy that is going to assist us in some way. Now that healer might be working with with energy frequencies. They might be working with spirit helpers or teachers or guides or power animals or, you know, whatever your interpretation is of this form of energy. But ultimately it comes down to working with a form of energy that can heal, that can shift through blocks, that can, that can bring great um, nourishment and love and and flow into our lives and into our bodies on many different levels. And that's why we go and see a healer, because we're asking someone else to be that channel for us, because we can't be that channel right now. We're too tired, we're too blocked, we just don't know how to, we never learnt the skills, we don't want to learn the skills, we're scared to, to own the skills we may already have, whatever the reason is, so we go and see a healer. What We're seeing them so they can be that channel, we're not seeing them so that they can do all the work for us or that the spirits that they work with or the energy that they connect to can do everything for us and all we need to lie down all we need to do is just lie down and receive that is totally not how healing works when we turn up for a healing session we turn up 50% ready for the work that means we do whatever it is we needed to do to prepare ourselves for the work now in shamanism sometimes that can mean performing rituals undertaking rituals beforehand so you undertake those rituals because they are preparing you for the healing work if you don't undertake those rituals you can't expect the healing to happen you turn up on time 
you turn up prepared mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, as much as is possible. You turn up with a clear intention of what you want. You turn up willing to receive, but also willing to maybe touch places in you, as in emotionally or spiritually or mentally, that you haven't looked at before. You know, maybe the process might bring up something for you. It might be uncomfortable, but that's part of the process. We have been fed an illusion that healing is something where we go and see a healer in a twinkly, sparkly room. Some feathers are brushed over our face. There's some beautiful music in the background. Uh, we're surrounded by pixie dust and, and twinkling lights, and we're transported to this wonderful, uh, ethereal, divine place where our healing takes place. Now, sometimes healing can be like that. Sometimes we can go for a healing session or go into ceremony or go to a workshop and it is literally like we've been transported to another dimension and this incredible energy just infuses us with love and and so much more. And it can be like that sometimes. In my experience, it's often like that for people in one of two ways. One, if they've done a lot of work themselves and they're now due a break or if they really need that. You know, maybe they've really been struggling. Maybe they've really been going through a tough time. Maybe they've lost their faith in themselves or in healing. And they need that. But we get what we need in a healing. But to have the expectation that we do absolutely nothing in our lives. You know, we don't show up for ourselves. We don't commit to the process. We barely show up on time. We don't do the rituals, say it, asked of us. We're not prepared mentally or emotionally. Uh, we're feeling a bit rushed. You know, we've got another appointment to be getting to. So can we please not run over in this session? Um, in fact, we've planned a big night out. We're going to be having a few beers after and then we're going on to a club. And it, to have those expectations, to come in prepared, if you can call that prepared, in that way, and then expect profound healing for deep wounds in our life is just absolute nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. So for any out there that have done that or that do that or that believe this is what healing is, I really ask you to sit with what your expectations are. Because until you do, you shall continue to go around in this circle and feel that every healer, every workshop, every teacher that you see is letting you down. It doesn't work. Can't be trusted. You'll be like a fly trapped in a room banging your head against the one closed window when there are countless doors and windows around you that are open and lead you out into fresh air and sunlight and freedom. And I see this expectation in people time and time again. Now these are things to look out for and these are things to question yourself if this is what you're doing, either before a healing, during a healing or after a healing. If so, they are going to show that on some level you are expecting to be saved and you are not putting in 50%. So before a healing, you uh, are ill-prepared. So if you were asked to do any rituals, they haven't been done. You resent doing the rituals. You don't want to do them. You don't understand why you should do them. Um, in fact, you don't want to be doing anything for this healing because aren't you paying the healer to, to heal you? Uh, you're not in the right mental uh, state or the right emotional state for the healing. So you've been out, you've had a big night out, you're hungover. If, you know, sometimes I meet people in ceremonies and they've gone out a few days before and they've been doing drugs and all sorts. You know, that is not preparation for a healing. That is not honouring your body. That's not honouring the process. I know that when people are battling with addictions, it's really hard to come out of that cycle. Um, 
I have seen those even with the, 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 the really the greatest addictions at least be able to give themselves one day where they say, Do you know what, I'm going to have one day where I don't feed my addiction because I really want this healing to work. Um, so yes, if you're not physically, mentally or emotionally prepared for your healing, then you're in some form of resistance, you're looking to be saved. If you're expecting to receive the healing that will end all healings, if you're expecting to heal something that you've never looked at before in one healing, then you're looking to be saved. So if, you're, if you've never looked at childhood trauma, you've never looked at um, you know, deep core wounds in you, and they've come up and you don't know how to handle them, and of course you want to go see a healer, and of course you want assistance with this, and you're expecting everything to go away in one healing, you're looking to be saved. You're not meeting the healing 50%. If you approach your healer or your teacher, if it's a workshop situation, and you ask for, and there's there's so many permeations around this, but you ask for a discount, you ask for an exchange, or you ask for uh, some form of concession. When you don't actually, truthfully, hand on heart, need it. But you would rather spend that money on something else. Like a holiday, a trip away, a new car, a new hairdo, a new outfit, a new pair of shoes, that dinner that you wanted to have with your friend, that big night out that you were really looking forward to. Basically, if you are dividing up your funds and saying, well, I do have the money for this healing, but I'd quite like to spend it on that thing that I really want. It's got nothing to do with my healing. It's not going to heal my core wound. It's not going to really assist me in the long term, but it's really pleasant and I enjoy it and I want to do it. So I want to do that thing that I really like, but I also still want to have my healing. Hmm, which shall I choose? I know I'll go to my healer or my teacher and I'll ask for a discount. Because let's face it, most healers and teachers are so open hearted. They don't really need money. They kind of live on another dimension anyway. Don't they just sit on a mountain and live off fresh air? I mean, aren't they so in tune with the divine and the universe that they don't need to go to Tesco's and buy their shopping? They don't need to pay rent. They don't need to pay bills. That's kind of, I mean, if you take it to ridiculous lengths, that's kind of where that reasoning goes. Every single healer, whether they live in the Amazon or they live on a mountaintop or they live in a city, has expenses. They have mouths to feed. They have clothes they need to wear. They have needs too. And they are offering you a service. And if you cannot honour the service that they are offering you, you are looking to be saved because you feel your need is greater than theirs on a human level. Therefore, you're looking to be saved. Therefore, you're not meeting the healing 50%. Concessions and discounts, how I see it, you know, they are there for those times in one's life. And it's at the generosity of healers and teachers when they do this. And I think it's incredible when they do this. Um, I couldn't have walked the path without having so many incredible healers and teachers assist me at times when I really needed to step into the work. And I physically just did not have any way of paying for it in full at the time. But I always honoured my commitments and I was always honest about it. Concessions and discounts are there if we desperately need the work. I mean desperately need the work. But we have absolutely no physical way of paying for it. We know we we simply cannot afford to pay that amount. We we can't, you know, there's no work coming in if we're self-employed or we've just had our paycheck come in and it's just gone straight out again on a mortgage. There's no one that we can ask. We can't borrow the money off anyone. We can't quickly stick it on a credit card and then clear it later. Um, there's just no way that we can get this healing, but everything in our soul, everything in our body is screaming out saying, I need this right now. Please, please, please get me this healing. 
Then, and only then, do we ask for a concession, do we ask for a discount. Only then. If we are asking for concessions and discounts, while we have just had a big night out on the town, or we've just been on holiday, or we've just booked our holiday, then frankly, we are making a mockery of the whole thing. And we do not deserve the healing that we are expecting, because we are not prepared to put in 50%. The 50% deal that a client or a student makes is that they will show up on time, they will do the work, they will honour their teacher or their healer, and they will pay for it. That's the 50%, that you'll be prepared for it, that you're open for it, that you're doing everything you can to make this healing happen. The rest, the stuff that happens in the non-physical world, the stuff that is the realm of kind of, you know, sometimes it feels like fairy dust because we don't understand it. The magic is what the healer becomes the channel for. And then, of course, they meet you halfway. And those two 50% create 100%. And in my experience, if we work 50%, the spirits will work 150% to honour our healing because they know how hard it is for us in the physical world to do simple things like have the money to pay for things that we want or turn up on time or battle all the temptations that there may be around us in terms of addictions or anything else. They know how hard it is for us. So when we do that 50%, they meet us 150%, if not more. But time and time again, what I see with people is this expectation to be saved. That, you know, there is a, there's a not turning up on time, there's a not doing the work, there's not being prepared for the work, there's not wanting to pay for the work, there's, a, you know, wanting to do the work only when it suits us. So, you know, we may be fixated on wanting a healing on a Sunday morning because then we can have Sunday to relax. But the only time your healer can see you is Monday evening. And that's going to be a real bummer because then you have to go to work on the Tuesday morning and that's really screwed up your week. And you didn't want to do this. You wanted to have it perfectly laid out. Well, the news flash is that we don't have a choice over that. If you really want the healing, you're going to do everything you need to do to make the healing work. Now, maybe that means you have to take Tuesday morning off. So be it. You know, maybe that means that you have to take the whole of Tuesday off, so be it. Maybe that means you have to go into work on Tuesday and just be really gentle with yourself, so be it. If that's how it unfolds for you, that's how it unfolds for you. When you go into a place of wanting to change it to your idea of what the healing should be, you are in resistance and you are not meeting the healing 50%. Ultimately, all these um, resistances are about fear you know, and lack of surrender and wanting to control the, um, the process. And the biggest thing, if, if anything, that we learn about healing is that it's not about us controlling the process. This is why we do our 50%. This is why you have a clear idea of what you want to look at. This is why you turn up on time. This is why you do the preparatory work. This is why you honor your body and your spirit and your mind before you go into that healing space. Because you try and create the most optimum conditions and then you surrender. Then you open up to what needs to happen right now for me will happen. You know, if you need to have the most intense healing experience where you travel to the stars and back, you will. And if you need to have the most physically grounded healing experience, you will. But when we're not surrendering to that, we're just creating obstacles to the very thing that we want. And sometimes we say that we want something, but our, our thoughts, our actions are doing the exact opposite. The other thing is that it's about respect. You know, a lot of this comes back to resistance and it also comes down to respect. We need to respect the sacredness of this work. And I feel that we have lost that, that respect. I have sat in countless circles and workshops and 
groups of people and just, you know, come out of the most incredible experiences where healers have really put themselves on the line for someone's healing, you know, like they've really gone beyond the call of duty. There's, there's been a real, God, it's such a selfless thing when a healer steps into that space that they because they care so much about those that are in their charge. And the comments that I've sometimes heard afterwards, the negativity, because, again, expectations weren't met. It wasn't exactly how we had envisaged, envisaged it. Excuse me. Um, and therefore, there must be something wrong with the, with the healer, with the whole process. That's lack of respect. Respect for the spirits, respect for the work means when we go into the work, we accept what happens. It may not be what we wanted. We may have wanted something far more profound, far more gentle, far stronger, but we still respect it. I mean, and I, I say this often when I'm teaching angelic Reiki, I said at the end of our circles, at the end of our two days, that whatever journey we may have gone on, I am forever humbled by the beauty of the fact that so many incredible beings of light, so many incredible beings of love have chosen to grace my small space where the work is being held with their presence for two whole days that that incredible healing and tuition has happened for people in those two days. Because who am I to call in that? Who am I to be a channel for that? I'm just a human being. I'm forever just floored by the magnificence of that. And I, I listen to people's experiences, you know, talking about what they've seen. Oh, an archangel, you know, put, I felt archangel so-and-so put their hand on my shoulder or I felt the shaft of light come into me and my heart opened up to love or I saw this or I saw that. And to just dismiss it as, as if it's something that you saw on TV or on a cinema screen. It's absolutely huge that the spirits have chosen to grace us with their presence. That they meet us more than 50% in the work. And if we forget the humility around that, if we lose our respect for that, we will never gain the healing that we seek. We need to go to the work with reverence. It needs to be sacred for us. And no one can force that upon us. I can sit here till I'm blue in the face saying the work is sacred. But ultimately, it's for the person seeking it who has to feel that. If you do not feel the sacredness of the work, it will be theatre. It will be like a film on a screen. It will never give you what you need. You will never truly be healed. You won't feel that connection to you, to your heart, to oneness. You won't feel that empowerment because you'll constantly be looking for flaws. And that is a healing in itself, of course. That's a learning in itself. If you're constantly looking for flaws in others, it's because you're not happy with yourself. Yes, of course. But what a wasted opportunity. What a wasted opportunity. Opportunities come along every now and then in our life. You know, every now and then it all kind of matches up and a healer is able to see us on a day that works for us. Um, a workshop falls on a weekend in which we're free. Um, I don't know, those visiting teachers are traveling to the, uh, a land that you happen to live in just in that week when you're free. We have to take advantage of these moments of synchronicity instead of looking for flaws in them. Until we stop looking for flaws in others, until we stop looking for what is imperfect, we'll never find that healing that we're seeking. So this is a nonsense-busting podcast. It's very unlike any of the others. And I, I'm very impassioned about this 
because I see it regularly. I see it regularly in, in circles I may be visiting, but I overhear it in conversations and I sometimes witness it in my own practice and it's deeply hurtful and it's so, it's kind of, it's takes, it's a bit soul destroying to see that, to see the lack of reverence for the work and the lack of understanding for how much effort goes into creating the space so you can heal. I think unless a client or a student ever becomes the healer, they'll never understand the amount of work, the amount of preparation that that healer, that teacher undertakes so you can have half an hour's healing or an hour's healing or two hours or three hours or a day or a weekend. The amount of inner discipline that takes, self-healing, self-knowing, channeling, clearing, purging, the amount of tuition that takes, the number of initiations that takes, the focus that takes, the self-sacrifice, the sacrifice that that takes so the space can be created for you to heal. And all that is being asked of you is to give 50%, not 60, not 80, not 100, just 50 And the spirits are going to meet you 150%. And your healer is probably going to meet you far more than 50%. Trust me, that's normally what happens because healers are so, most of them, the authentic ones, are so filled with love that they just want to assist. If you cannot meet the process 50%, do not step into the process until you can make that commitment. And ask yourself why you cannot commit to yourself, your life, your healing, your dreams with 50% of your energy and ask yourself why you wish to be saved by another and why you feel that you are worthy and should be saved by another. No one saves another. Nothing saves another. We save ourselves. We are the healers that we are seeking. We are the saviors that we have been waiting for. We are the teachers that we wish to prostrate in front of. We are all those things. Turn up 50% for yourself and watch how that unfolds in your life. Words to consider, and I urge all of you that are seeking healing to consider these words. Rewind the podcast, listen to it again, and ask yourself, when have I done this? Listen, I'm going to be really honest, there's times in my life when I've done those things and I still find myself every now and then doing those things. But whereas before I would stay in that state for days and weeks of, you know, why couldn't it have been like this? It should have been like this. Now it's a passing thought and I realise it's my own resistance and I wasn't turning up 50%. I was looking to be saved. So ask yourself, are you looking to be saved? And when are you going to change that story and say, I wish to save myself. I wish to heal myself. Because then you'll find all the support that you need. And it will be beautiful and it will far exceed your expectations. And so until the next time, so it is and so it shall be.